0: Thank you for joining us for Revive the Drive, a ministry of the Bethany Fellowship of Churches. We live in a world where time is a precious commodity. One of the avenues for reviving our souls is the necessary commute to and from the many places our schedules take us. As the wheels of the car begin to turn, join our panel and set the wheels of your mind in motion as you consider the significance and impact of theology on everyday life. Let's listen in as our pastors talk theology. Welcome to Revive the Drive. My name is Daniel Bennett, and here in the studio with me are my good friends Art Georges and Rich Burkle. And we are talking today about heaven. It's just a joy to have been able to go through uh, several sessions on heaven already, and I hope that as uh, people have listened to these that they are excited about heaven. I hope mm. people have listened to these, and then I hope that as they've listened to these, they've they've gained an excitement uh, for heaven. And we've just been going through some questions about heaven, common questions, and some of these are adapted from uh, an article by Peter Kree- uh, Kreeft. Uh, so, Rich, why don't you just throw out a
1: question for us here? Okay. Okay. Um. You know, sometimes we, we talk about uh, heaven as a place of music, so there are a lot of jokes about, you know, in heaven, this is the way my voice is going to sound, and and I'll, I'm not going to be part of the choir here, but I'll be part of the heavenly choir. Um, what about music? What, what place does music play, what role does it play in heaven?
2: Hmm. Well, we know that we're going to be singing a new song. Mm-hmm. We know that we'll be singing songs of praise. We know... That even now we're commanded to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and so it would be—I uh, think it would be foolish to imagine that heaven would be void of music.
0: Yeah, yeah but I, I think what's uh, what's sometimes missed in our conversations on music is we we talk about the how beautiful the instruments will be and and how lovely the arrangement of voices will be, and, and I'm you know I have no doubt that that's true. What's interesting is the the content, the content of the music mm. will be perfect. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's even sometimes been a debate. You know, do angels have the ability to sing? And, and you know, we don't know, but we, we do know that uh, they are saying things to God. In I'm, I'm sure it's a very pleasant sounding voice. Things that are they're they're constantly saying things to God that are. Uh, Reflections of his character and who he is, and just mm-hmm. just deep, rich theological truths that that are proclaimed to God from you know will, that will continue to be proclaimed to God through through eternity.
1: Right the uh, the meditation upon the work of Christ upon the cross seems to be central in the in the words that are sung there in Revelation, describing mm. uh, heavenly worship. You know, as we look at Scripture, we find music playing such a central role in the worship of God. Um, we see uh, right away in, in the establishment of the nation of Israel uh, that there were some set aside for the purpose of music, of, of uh, singing praises to God. Um, we see David being used by God to soothe Saul when Saul had a disturbing spirit. And then, of course, the Psalms, uh, you know, the, the largest book in the Bible um, is just filled with, with music. Now, the, the, the words, it's content, but it's, it's set to music. Um, and then, you know, I think of Jesus with his disciples in the upper room. They sang hymns mm-hmm. uh, as they left. Um, so... So we see music as such an instrumental part of the worship of God all the way and then again to the book of Revelation. And you ask, well, why is that? So what brought that about? And um, in God's good creation, music exists. It somehow as reflects his nature, <laughs> his creativity, uh, his beauty, mm. um, you know, Martin Luther, because uh, my wife teaches piano, she has a little plaque, and if I'm remembering the exact phrase, he says, next to the Word of God, music deserves the highest praise. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have other evil people in, in history as well recognize the power of music. So mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler is a good example of that, um, who had no other music except for certain German composers, and yet it was discovered that he kept um, he kept. The, the music and this is all instrumental it, it, it's uh, the composers of some of the classical uh, people. He kept them for his own private collection that he enjoyed but he, he he disallowed it from German life and then I think he was the one also that said something the fact that if we can control, um the the songs that the children sing we can lead the nation wow and uh so so again it's it's just interesting to me um and i'm i'm not a musician i'm a musical appreciator but uh um it's interesting to me how 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 much music is involved in in uh in how creation reflects god himself
0: mm. and there's something about the ability of music to convey abstract, to convey truth through abstract language and and communicate Mm -hmm. in a poetic way that, that um, just straight um, speech can't communicate in quite the same way. You look at the imagery that poetic language contains and, and saying, you know, using metaphor and and using uh, similes and and things like that uh, parallelism and, uh, you know different forms of communication somehow communicates deeper truths in, in a more profound way than just simply saying something like uh, you know, even about God's about God's judgment or about God's righteousness or about the the beauty of heaven the, the ability to communicate that in song somehow uh, strikes a deeper chord within us I think.
1: You know, if we reverse the application on this of what we're talking about, if it, if it is true, and I believe it is, that, that we're going to sing and, and make music to God throughout all eternity, and I think the psalms reflect that. I think, uh, again, any um, Paul instructs believers to sing, uh, making melody in our hearts to the Lord, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Um, if it's going to be in heaven— it must be really important for us now that that's one of the means by which we enjoy some of heaven here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some mm-hmm. of heaven that we can enjoy today, and some of the things we've talked about, love. Um, that's how we can bring some of heaven to earth. You know, if if heaven is the place of love, then the Christian life is to be the way of love today. Um, music, and you know, I I I I, uh, I find it a bit sad that there there are some you know, and especially in a Bible church kind of context, uh, that strongly. Uh, emphasize the teaching of the Word, who considers a worship service to be uh, everything preceding the preaching, to be Mm -hmm. sort of extracurricular and something, okay, if I get in there, that's great, but if I don't, I just assume that's true. (laughs) Why don't we just cut out all music? Uh, We're missing out on heaven when we fail Mm -hmm. to appreciate the power of music for our soul, for the health of our soul.
2: That's good. Well, music is generally oriented around some type of meter, uh, timing uh four four time two two time hmm. uh, is there going to be time in heaven wow that's that's a
0: great uh that's a that's a great uh application of that, of that question yeah, yeah. I, that's that's really good <laughs> so i think the answer is contained in the question there <laughs> there so you I go. Right. yeah so you know you think of uh, God as an eternal being you know he he exists in eternity he doesn't experience the uh, as, as Gruden puts it, Wayne Gruden puts it in Systematic Theology, he doesn't experience the succession of events in the same way that, that, that we do. You know, he sees all things simultaneously mm-hmm. and can experience them in some ways simultaneously. And uh, we do, yeah, as part of our, our nature. And, and it, it seems as we look at Revelation and, and what's going to take place in the future that we continue to experience day and night and, and the succession of events as, as, as we do now.
2: I love that uh, line in, is it amazing grace, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's kind of fun to think about that, that yeah. that while there is, I, th- I think that, that we will experience uh, life in eternity sequentially. Um we're not bound by the limits of time. In other words, I, I don't think anyone's going to be looking at their watch in heaven, and say, "Oh, I got to go, I got to run, <laughs> I got to be at a meeting in five right. minutes or whatever." I don't. I don't think the the pressure of this temporal world and, and the shortness of it is going to be part of our of our existence there. You know, um, and it, again, it's it works, we're I'm speculating a good bit there. I, I I just I know I know what the the problems of time here are. The problems that a uh, it pressures us, you know. The problem that B, um, we run out of of the time that we'd like to have to do the things we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, C, we run out of time to spend with people that we really want to spend spend with, and and last I it, it comes to an end. You know, the the time time f- stops for all of us at our at our deaths, and and th- those aspects of time I don't believe will be part of the joy of heaven, and yet. You know, uh, in order to have music, as you mentioned, you, you have to have time. In in some sense,
0: so when the hymn says, "When time shall be no more," that's that's not necessarily an accurate description of of what's going to take place
1: in heaven,
2: right? Essentially, I guess it means when time shall pressure us no more. Yeah. Mm.
1: You know, at, at the Revive the Drive, we try to keep these to 20 minutes, and, <laughs> and we're always being pressured <laughs> because we want to talk more about these things. But for your sake, we are, we are going to honor our commitment to you.
0: <laughs> so uh, I don't have a nice segue like Art did to his, to his question, but let, let, me ask, let me ask this question of us then. Um, where is heaven? You know, as, as we – I mean, heaven exists right now. Uh, we know there's gonna be a new heaven and new earth, but but there's a heaven right now. I was driving with uh my youngest daughter uh on thursday and and uh, she looked up at the clouds and she goes, "Dad is which cloud is heaven above mm. you, know, you know where exactly is it and, mm. and where where is Jesus right now in relationship to me? Is he left right uh where where exactly is heaven right
2: Well, we know that Jesus ascended. Into the heavenlies, and so we know that heaven is up from our perspective now. Um, Paul says that he was caught up in a vision into the third heavenly, and and so uh, heaven should be thro- thought of um, not only as the the atmosphere that's around us, not only as the heavens that contain the glory and the work of God's fingers, but Uh, as a unique place where God's throne exists, uh, a unique place where God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. But uh, when we think of heaven, we often think of it in terms of the place where his throne and his will exist uh, and his will is done perfectly. But it's important to consider then that the kingdom of heaven, where God's will is done perfectly now, will come to earth and will be that place. And so I think it's an important Matter to consider because oftentimes we think of heaven as a place in the air where we'll be, but we we need to remember that again, as we've talked about before in these uh, sessions, that God will create a new heaven and a new earth, and new heavens and new earth, and we will uh, we will um, exist in that realm.
1: Yeah. Uh, part of the question is 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 heaven a f- uh, a physical place or is it kind of spiritual and a th- ethereal, that it's not any any location. And I, I do believe, you know, Jesus and the Scripture speaks of it as a location, a place that we go to. Um, Jesus would even say, you know, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And he says, in my Father's house. He uses physical places to describe what heaven is. In my father's house are many rooms. Mm-hmm. I go to that place, you know, and and you know to the place to where I'm going. And and of course Thomas says, we don't know the place. And, and then Jesus doesn't give him though a map like we would give to a physical place here on earth. He says the the the, the, the means, the roadmap to get to this place is through me. Mm-hmm. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. But uh, but this is a place to the, that's our ultimate home. You know, the Bible talks about it as our home too, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's a destination that that ultimately we arrive at. Um, and yet, you know, it doesn't seem to be part of what we think about as the created universe uh, that that a an, um, an astronomer could take a really 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 powerful telescope and mm-hmm. see if if we had a if we had something that could see that far that we mm-hmm. could actually see it seems like it's beyond the that aspect of the heavens you mm-hmm. know
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's
0: yeah. interesting yeah I was reading a book by uh, Paul davies uh it has a new name I think it's the Goldilocks principle talking about just some of the weird things that happen in, in quantum physics and there, there's just so much we don't even understand about the world in which we're currently living and that we can kind of there's there's you know dimensions and things that we're just beginning to, to perceive and so the idea of of heaven you know being infinitely more than we can grasp right yeah. now is, is, is yeah. an interesting thing to think through you know,
1: yeah, I, I I think too of Jesus on the cross. Of course, uh, this this week, and you'll be listening to it probably after Easter. But uh, we're heading into uh, the the Holy Week, the week of Palm Sunday, and then Easter. Think of the thief on the cross, mm-hmm. and um, and Jesus' promise when He said, "Remember me," He says, "This day you'll be with me in paradise." Again, it, it's indicating there's a place that there mm-hmm. He's going to take the soul of this uh, this thief uh, to, and it's a place where He will live and exist and be with. God and with Christ.
2: So, Rich, you mentioned uh, Jesus' words when he said, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. Uh, um, I go to prepare a place for you. Um, Will there be a sense of uh, privacy? Will will there be walls? Will we have uh, our own flat, so to speak? Uh, what, What do you think? How do we take that language?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it it, uh, it seems that in the ancient Near East, uh, in the time of Christ, that it was common for a young man uh, growing up in his father's home that when it was time for him to marry and take a family, um, to rather than doing what we do, which is we go out and buy a separate dwelling place, they would build on uh, to that home, uh, a dwelling place to the home, so that that son would stay connected to The father, and usually the father's livelihood with shepherd, for instance, stay, he would remain a shepherd. Um, and so that's kind of the word picture, you know. Uh, I know there's some songs that, that talk about I've Got a Mansion because the King James Version used the word mansion. Um, and, and so I, you know, I remember singing that with great gusto as a little boy <laughs> you and know, just imagining the mansion I was My gonna have. No, Now with that said, I, I don't think also that it's, it's, uh, um, you know, a place that's that's kind of run down and skimpy. But I think Jesus' focus is not on the the physical aspect of it, even as Daniel right. talked earlier. But really it's on um, that this is where the Father is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on the fellowship that we have with the Father.
0: Yeah. We do know various ways that you can't get there. Roller skates, roll right past <laughs> right. those. I mean, there's, there's various <laughs> modes of transportation that that's we know right. don't get you there.
1: I think something about uh, – uh, something about the girls that smoke or drink or chew or something like that. I know that's also another place. I don't. Yeah, I know the, you don't get there by smoking or drinking or chewing, and or going with the girls that do. Right. So that's another that's another uh, misconception that people have. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So if, if you missed that part of, of kind of uh, American Christianity when you were growing up, you missed something yeah. great. But those are songs that when we were on the church bus going to camp that we'd sing over and over again. And
2: you just missed the last two minutes of right. this segment. <laughs> so um, another question that people have had uh, is, okay, if Christ has won for himself some from every nation, tribe, and people – uh, what language will be spoken in heaven
0: hmm. well I think the uh, you know the tower of Babel in in Genesis describes you know this this process of of people being uh, you know removed from the ability to fellowship with one another and and uh I, I don't mm. think scripture mm-hmm. really speaks to the ability uh you know what what language or regarding the question of what language will speak in heaven but I, I think the the um our our language barrier is result of the fall and is a, a symptom of our inability to, uh, to relate to one another in harmony. It's, it's one of the one of the uh, effects of that. And so, what's going to be restored in heaven is what's begun to be restored, as we become a part of the community of faith, and that's our ability to experience unity and, and mm-hmm. oneness in relationship with one another. And, and language will flow out of that. I think. Yeah. yeah
1: you know and and i i believe that that question won't be a concern you know I, we right. we tend to have kind of our our little loyalties here to the things that we experience and grow up with you know so if if we grew up um eating you know german food we we love german food and we hope heaven's filled with german food <laughs> you when know, when we get to heaven we won't have to be cons- be concerned about being disappointed um that our food, the food of our choice, is not the food of heaven. Right. Uh, we're not even going to even think about it. We're not even mildly disappointed in that. And Same with language. You know, what, whatever language God has, and and uh, it's going to be a beautiful language. It's going to be one we know well, and and able to. It's going to be the best for communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, you can't get to heaven on roller skates. Uh, you don't want to roll right past those uh, pearly gates. The only only way that we can uh, have hope of heaven is uh, through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And we hope that that is the, the, uh, the, the, the application that people are are, uh, are clinging to as we go through these uh, different questions about heaven, that people are getting excited about heaven as they, they think through the, the, the possibility of enjoying heaven forever uh, with God. So we hope this is encouraging to you and pray that you have a, a wonderful day in the
1: Lord.